bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I greet you this morning, not just here in the Bethel facilities building, but I want to say greetings to those who are watching us online. Thank you for being here and thank you for watching. Congratulations, Pastor Don and Sister Carol. Well, job well done, job well done. You've reached a milestone in ministry that many people don't do. That's you are, you are to be congratulated. Thank you, Christy and Michael, for the work that you've done in the gospel and co-laboring co co with them. I'm gonna talk this morning about healing, about healing. And I'm gonna use several books, several verses in the book of Matthew, in the book of Mark. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I just wanna take time out to say thank you this day. Thank you for what you're gonna do. Thank you, God, how your word is gonna go forth and touch the lives of your people today. Thank you for your word, for how it has touched my life. Thank you, God, that you're going to move on somebody today. Somebody's going to be healed. Somebody's going to be set free. And we believe that, Lord, and we claim it because your word says it shall not return void. So we thank you for what you're going to do today, and we give you your name, all the honor, all the glory. We praise you. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And everybody said, amen. amen. The grass withered and the flowers fade. But one thing we can count on is the word of the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 8. I told you I'm going to talk with you about healing, but I want to use for a subject. Repeat after me. It may not be my turn, but it is my time. It may not be my turn, but it is my time. Amen. In the book of Mark, chapter 4, it is evening, and Jesus has gotten on a boat to go to the other side of the region. And while he's being transported, a storm comes up. The storm is so severe that the vessel and the people are in trouble, they're in danger. But fortunate enough, somebody on the boat had enough sense to wake up Jesus. <laughs> Jesus wakes up and speaks to the storm. He says, peace be still. The waves become calm and the wind stop blowing. The disciples look at one another and they say, what manner of man is this that even the waves and the sea obeys? In Mark chapter 5, Jesus lands on the region of Jerusalem. He gets out of the boat, and a man that lives in the graveyard with an evil spirit meets him. He's a wild man. He cuts himself and has to be subdued by chains. He is possessed with a demonic spirit. The demonic spirit name is Legion. 
There are thousands of spirits tormenting this man. No one can hold him down or communicate with him. He communicates by screaming from the tombs. Now don't think for a moment that this man is happy. He isn't. But this day, he meets Jesus. And just as Jesus has power over the natural elements of the sea and the wind, Jesus has power over the supernatural elements of this demonic spirit. There are legions of demons, and they are tormenting this man. They are disrupting his life. But the Bible says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. This demonic spirit knows what time it is. It's his time. The scripture says that when he saw Jesus from a distance and ran and fell on his knees in front of Jesus, and he shouted to the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? And Jesus spoke to that demonic spirit. He says, come out of that man, you unclean spirit. And then he gave them permission, that unclean spirit, to go in the pigs. And that drove the pigs crazy. They ran off a cliff violently into a lake and drowned. Now this demon-possessed man, he's healed. He's clothed in his right mind. Yes. A miracle has just happened. And you would think that the people there would be rejoicing, but they're not. They're not happy. That miracle had no impact on those unbelievers. The people are not rejoicing over the miracle. In fact, they're angry. This demon-possessed man is now healed. They're not happy. They're angry. They're angry with him. They don't even want him there because he wasn't supposed to be here. They were comfortable with him living the life of in a graveyard. They were comfortable with that. And so they, he says to them, this is what he says to Jesus. He's now in his right mind, and he says, Jesus, can I go with you? And Jesus says, go home. Go home to your family and tell them what the Lord has done for you. And the crowd is around Jesus. They're not happy with him either. And they tell Jesus, look, we don't want you here. Get out of this region. Leave us. Don't come back here. And Jesus grants their request. He gets back in the boat and goes to the other side. And now he's on the other side. He gets out of the boat and meets another situation that looks grim and is felt with despair. See, there's a ruler of a synagogue whose name is Jairus. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and begged him, saying, Jesus, my little girl lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed and that she will live. 
His daughter is 12 years old. Jesus goes with Jairus. But on the way to wake up Jairus' daughter, there is an interruption. There's a woman with an issue of blood. In this text, I want to show you a contrast. You see, in this text, one is a man, the other is a woman. Jairus is a ruler of a synagogue. The other one is only known as an issue of blood. Jairus is a man of great standing in the community. This woman's problem would, would have never been heard because she is a woman. The other part of the contrast in the text is Judah, J Jairus asked Jesus first, Jesus, come to my house. Put your hands on my daughter and she'll be healed. Jesus goes with him because Jairus ask first. And there is an interruption from a woman with an issue of blood whose problem is just as much as an emergency as Jairus. But Jairus asks first. Jesus ag agrees to go to his house. Her condition is serious. His condition is serious. But Jairus as first. I want to tell you something this morning. With Jesus, just because it's not your turn doesn't mean it's not your time. And some of us will never get our miracle because we're not willing to become desperate. We're afraid of what the crowd may see. We're afraid of what the crowd may say how they're going to react to us. But see, the crowd can rob us of our ability to cry out to God. The crowd can rob us of our ability to say, Lord, I need help. Come and rescue me. The crowd can rob us of saying, Jesus, I need you. That's what the crowd can do. And some of us would never get our miracle because we have erroneous theology. We don't believe that God can heal. And some of us are willing to follow the crowd instead of touching Jesus. Some people don't know what the Bible says about healing. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 15, it says, The prayer of faith will make a sick person well. And the Lord will do what? The Lord will raise them up. The Bible says he will bring health and healing to us. Now, I don't want you to get it twisted because God can use anything to bring health and healing to us. He has many ways of bringing health and healing. God can use water. God can use mud. God can use medicine. I'm going to tell you the story. When I was growing up, I, we, my parents left us with an elderly couple and they would do something what you call, I don't know if y'all understand this or not, but they dipped snuff, right? <laughs> and so one time my brother got stung by a bee and what they would do was take the snuff and put it on the sting. And it worked. 
And I'm telling you that because God can use anything for healing. He can use medicine to bring healing to our bodies. But I want you to understand something. Medicine is not a healer. God is the healer. Amen. Medicine is just a conduit that God is using. How many of you know that medicine has side effects? Raise your hand if you know medicine has side effects. You can, you can be taking medicine for a headache, but you got to read the fine print. The fine print might say, this medicine will stop your headache, but your teeth will fall out and your arms will drop off. That's why we should pray over our medicine. Pray over our medicine and ask God to heal us because healing comes from who? Healing comes from the Lord. And there is no fine print that you got to read with God's healing. Amen. 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 And some people don't get their healing because they, like the woman with the issue of blood, they've had the condition for so long, they have learned to live with the issue. This woman with the issue of blood, she got tired of throwing money at her problem. She found Jesus and made a decision to act on what she heard. The man at the pool of Bethesda had been lying at the pool for 38 years because he was waiting on his turn to get in the pool. But Jesus came by one day and he said, it's your time. Pick up your bed and walk. In Mark chapter 2, the man who couldn't walk, he couldn't get in the house where Jesus was because there were so many people. But he had some friends who was desperate for him. They wanted him in front of Jesus. His friends tore the roof off the house so they could get him to Jesus. And all, there were all these people in the house that was there before him. But they weren't worried whether or not it was going to be his turn. They knew it was his time. They heard about Jesus and acted on what they heard. Yeah. I want to ask you this morning, because I've been asking myself, how desperate are we for a touch from Jesus? You see, the woman with the issue of blood was desperate. For 12 years, she was sick. She was chronically bleeding. Nobody could stop it. The scripture says she went to many doctors. She went to this specialist and she went to that specialist, attempting to eradicate her problem. But one doctor after another gave her the same answer. I can't help you. I can't help you. Her condition made her weak and unhealthy. She couldn't attend church because of the Leviticus law in Leviticus chapter 15, verse 25. It says, when a woman has a discharge that's beyond her monthly period, she was considered unclean. Anything she touches or anyone she touches is considered unclean. We don't know if she had family. If she did, she couldn't spend any time with them because of her unclean condition. Yeah. 
there, were, there are many people that are living away from their families because of their issues. You can only imagine the despair and the embarrassment she felt having to shout every time she got around people, unclean, unclean. What an embarrassment. She lived a lonely life because of her condition, but she was desperate. Jairus is an important man in the community. So hundreds of people are, are walking with Jesus to his house. The crowd is aware of the healing power of Jesus. It wasn't a secret to the crowd. They knew who Jesus was. And there are many in the crowd that needed a touch that day. They needed a touch from Jesus, but they didn't get it. You know why? Because they didn't realize that Jesus was there for them. They didn't realize it was their time. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, it says, they heard the good news proclaimed, just like the woman with the issue of blood. But the message did them no good since they didn't join what they heard with faith. We have many people walking in life with issues. They throw money at it just like the woman with the issue of blood. The money is gone and the issue is still there. This woman with the issue of blood Maybe she didn't have as much faith as Jairus had because Jairus asked first. But this woman is desperate. Her back is against the wall. And when our backs are against the wall, it's exactly where God wants us because it gives him an opportunity to show up and to show out in our lives. When we're desperate, we lose our pride. When we're desperate, our social status doesn't even matter anymore. It becomes insignificant. When we're desperate, it puts us in a position where we crowd to God. Abba, Father, help me. Come and rescue me. I need you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, this story sounds a little, it's, it's an unusual story. Let me tell you why. Because this woman was not supposed to get to Jesus. She wasn't even supposed to get that close to a sinner, a ruler of God, a ruler of a synagogue. She wasn't supposed to be there. It wasn't her turn. But she was desperate. She develops a confidence to walk on that small word that she heard about Jesus. The Bible says that she heard reports about Jesus and she acted on what she heard. She didn't have much information, but she acted on what she heard. She mixed what she believed with what she heard. And she's trying, she's not trying to have a meeting with Jesus this time. She's not trying to say, well, let me see if I can get there and have a meeting with Jesus. No, she ain't saying that. She's not shouting unclean, unclean in the crowd. She's not shouting that. She's saying, if I can just touch if I can just touch the hem of his garment, 
then I know I'll be made whole. That's what she's saying. If I can just, if I can just touch him, I know I'll be made whole. That day, when she touched Jesus, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from that suffering. See, Jesus, he realized that somebody had touched him and he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? Who touched me? There were many people in the crowd that day but they just bumped up against Jesus. There was only one that touched him. Everybody else just bumped up against him. How many of us are bumping up against Jesus and we haven't touched him? You see, the people in the crowd, the Peter was saying, the, the disciples said, Lord, look, there's a lot of people in the crowd. How is it you're asking, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around because he knew somebody had touched him. He wanted to see who it was. The woman was fearful. Knowing what happened, she fell at her feet. And then she began to tell Jesus her story. And Jesus says to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and you're free from your suffering. You see, this woman touched Jesus, but you know what? Jesus touched her. Yeah. That day a miracle happened. Her issue dried up. He took away her despair and embarrassment and gave her joy. Jesus took her weak, sick body and brought healing to it. He can do that for us. Jesus changed her name. She was just known as an issue of blood, but Jesus changed her name and called her daughter. Daughter. Not an issue anymore, but daughter. Let me say this. Sometimes you got to act on what you heard until you get your own information. Many of us have attended church because of our parents and grandparents as to what they told us. But I want you to know this morning, I'm not here on the testimony of my parents. Their testimony was good, but that's not my testimony. See, when I look back over my life and I can see where God brought me from, that he came to my rescue when my back was against the wall, I can testify because I've been there. I've been sick, I've been broke, I've been in despair, I've been depressed. And that's why this morning I can tell you that I know God is a healer, yeah. that I know God is a redeemer, that I know God is a deliverer. Yeah. That's why I can tell you this morning that I know God is a heavy, he's a burden bearer and a heavy load carrier. He's my savior. He's been my balm in Gilead. That's why I can testify this morning and tell you that I know him, that I know him. Hallelujah. Sometimes it wasn't always my turn, but God turned it into my time. And this morning, I want to tell you, as we grow in the Bible, as we grow in him and read the Bible, the Bible becomes medicine to us. 
The Bible becomes a counselor for us. The Bible gives us a guide as to how we walk and how we talk. The Bible provides us a testimony about the goodness of Jesus. See, many of you have been in des desperate situations. You know, you look out there, you dress real nice, you're looking all pretty, but I know you've been in desperate situations. And some of you have a strong faith walk. And you know what I'm talking about because you've had your backs up against the wall. But when you had your backs up against the wall, Jesus had your back. And he came in, he, brought, he stepped in and touched that situation that was broken. He brought healing to your bodies. He fed you when you were hungry. He stepped in and made a way out of no way. He dried your tears when you cried and gave you joy when you were in despair. When your children were sick, he didn't forget you. He remembered you and he healed them. He moved mountains that we couldn't climb and he made our enemies our footstool. And when we were broke, he put money in our pockets. See, we have a witness this morning to the power of God, not only in our own personal lives, but in the lives of people that we know. I want you to raise your hand this morning if your back has ever been up against the wall and Jesus has come to your rescue. And if he hasn't, you have no, if you don't have that testimony, keep living. Keep living. God will give it to you. That's why this morning, I'm not preaching to you. You're preaching with me. You, like myself, has been desperate for a touch from the master. You know what I'm talking about. You've been through some stuff. And there are times you didn't know if it was going to be, if God was going to, if it was going to be your turn. But God turned it into your time. Yeah. God turned it into our time when it didn't look like it was going to happen. I'm going to sum this, I'm going to raise, uh, conclude, conclude conclude this. I'm going to ask the praise team to come. Each of the individuals that I talked about today in this lesson, their situation looked hopeless. They looked hopeless. One had been sick for 38 years. One been sick for 12 years. It looked like it was never going to happen. That was never going to happen for them. But God is a God that can move. When our backs are against the wall and the situation doesn't look like it's our, our turn, God can move and make it our time. Amen? You see, Jesus was just passing by on his way to Jairus' house. Because Jairus asked first. It wasn't her turn, but it was her time. And sometimes our blessings come while we're in the right place at the right time. I want to tell you this morning, you're not here by accident. You're not here by accident. This is just, this is another, another service for you to say, I've been to church today. You could have done that at home. 
I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what your issues are. But there is one thing that I do know. I know who can fix it. I know who can fix it. And his name is Jesus. Whatever issue you have this morning, you're in the right place at the right time. If you need salvation, this is, this is your time. If you need healing, this is your time. If you need deliverance, this is your time. If you've been struggling with some stuff, with some issues, this is your time. God can redeem you. God can change it. The crowd was with Jesus. But I want to tell you this morning, don't stay in the crowd because Jesus is passing by. Be bold and say what the woman who had the issue of blood said. She says, if I, if I can just touch, if I can just touch Jesus, I know I can be made whole. If I can just touch him. The scripture says that when she touched Jesus, her issue stopped. I'm telling you this morning, if you touch Jesus, your issue can stop. One touch from Jesus can stop any issue. Jesus is passing by this morning. The crowd can't stop you. The crowd can't stop you. It's your time. It may not be your turn, but it's your time. It's your time. Just reach out and touch him. Amen? Amen. Amen.
a touch from the Lord today? There's people who want to pray for you. Sister Antoinette said that what did a lady do? She pressed in. She didn't let anything stop her. And we sit back with our pride and our fear and we don't get what we need. Pastor and Carol's here. There's other altar work. There's people here who need a touch from the Lord. And so I asked Antoinette if it was okay to say, if you need something from the Lord, come forward. Let us pray for you.
Jesus. sometimes we get discouraged because we say I've been praying about this and I haven't seen God move but I want to I want you to tell you this morning your name is written on the palm of his hand he hasn't forgotten you he knows the number of hairs on your head he hasn't forgotten you God is still God he is still a healer yes, he is. in spite of what you might be going through God still heals yeah. He still heals. He still delivers. He still sets people free. He hasn't changed. His word is still yea and amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Lives have been touched. The Holy Spirit has moved. Some are not going to leave like they came. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, let's collectively lift our hearts and hands right now to Jesus and give a good praise to Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't be intimidated. Lift your hearts. Lift your hands. Lift your voice. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we worship you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 